Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Morning Mystery Movie Clip coming up at 9.20. What's on the cut sheet part due at 9.30. What's on tap for the Dawn Show. Today in music history. And also, who won Twitter today? All still on the way. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in at 1210WPHT on social media. Get us on the free Odyssey app and, of course, watch us live on YouTube. So I, you know, I think the, the vice president conversation is very fascinating. It's very interesting. And there's a lot of people out there that I think are of the belief that it doesn't matter. I do feel like, you know, over the last couple of years, whether it's 2020 uh, with Joe Biden selecting Kamala Harris or now who Donald Trump will select in 2024, I think it's an interesting conversation, and I do think it does carry some weight. Is it significant? Is it going to decide whether or not you vote Trump? Probably not. But I do think in a tight, a very hotly contested you know, race, where we're talking, this thing is going to be decided by one, two, three, four, five different states. We're talking... I think under 40,000 total votes, um, obviously, with the race for 270, you know, for the Electoral College. I, I think if, you know, if you look at 2020 and you say that was close and then you look at the disastrous policies of the Biden administration and you look at the political prosecution of Donald Trump, I think it's safe to say that this should be even closer than it was the first time around. Which then I guess maybe the VP comes into play. Is there a VP out there in a swing state that could actually deliver a state for Donald Trump? I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but that could be the thought process behind all of this. You know, we played you the clip yesterday, Donald Trump talking about, you know, who he's thinking about, who he's considered, and he floated out two names. He threw out Tim Scott from South Carolina. And he also threw out, uh, I believe it was Christy Nome, And Maria Bartiromo was trying to uh, press him on that a little bit. Trump really seems like he's in no hurry, no rush to announce, which, which from a strategy standpoint, um, I think makes a ton of sense. There's really no reason. I don't know that people are overly focused on a lot of this stuff right now. We are certainly. We live it. We breathe it. We're in the weeds. Those of you that listen to this show and this station around the clock certainly are. But most Americans are pretty much, and I want to say I don't want to say completely checked out. People are aware of the economy, aware of the border, but they're not paying attention to all the nuanced conversations right now. So Kellyanne Conway offered up her insight as a guest columnist for the New York Times, and she threw out a bunch of different people in a bunch of different categories. I want to start with this this group of people first. Um, she didn't really name this category. But this group consists of former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo, as well as Tom Cotton, Senator uh, Republican from Arkansas, and then Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida. When I now that, these are coming from Kellyanne Conway, in my opinion, those are no, no, and no. I have this is just my opinion. I have no interest in any one of those three. Then she goes to the quote most popular suggestion that she has heard about who Trump should pick as VP, and this is the female category. Although Conway goes on to say, and I think, Greg, you alluded to this yesterday, that 
Now, all of a sudden, because Joe Biden and he went down the road of identity politics by selecting an African-American female, he, uh, Kellyanne Conway says that the country is suffering from the daily consequences of embracing identity politics, which I agree with. No doubt about it. She goes on to say, give me somebody who is qualified and compelling. And if they meet those two criteria, that would be a lady that Trump could pick. Here's her suggestions. And Don, you'll like this. Senator Katie Britt, Republican from Alabama, who really doesn't get a lot of attention, but is kind of an up and coming uh, politician down in Alabama. She mentions Elise Stefanik. We've all talked about her. For those that don't know the name, Elise Stefanik is from New York. She is the one who eviscerated Claudine Gay over her stance and statement following what the Ivy Leagues, specifically Harvard, uh, were talking about when it came to the Israel-Hamas war and genocide on campus. She mentions your gal, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Right there she is. Now, she also throws out somebody that I know, Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee. Doesn't work for me. It would not work. I don't think it sells. You like Marsha. I I do, but I don't like her for Trump. Um, And then she mentions Christy Noem. So Katie Britt, kind of off the radar. Marsha Blackburn, probably off the radar to most people, although she's the one that was pushing many people for the flight logs and the um, all the information for Epstein Island in the last couple of months. And then you have Elise Stefanik. I think our audience certainly knows of her. Clearly, they know Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Christy Nome. Are you of the belief now, and I, I, I ask this question because I see a name like Katie Britt, and I see a name like Marsha Blackburn, and I, I, I always think every time when it comes to a conversation on predicting something, usually the smartest people go the opposite of what the public believes will happen. Mm-hmm. It almost seems too obvious for Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, perhaps Sarah Huckabee Sanders, perhaps Elise Stefanik, Christy Nome. Like, if we have rattled off seven, eight, nine different names, is it fair to or to arrive at the conclusion that Trump's going to hit us with a curveball that nobody saw coming? Perhaps a name that some of us don't even recognize off the top of our head? I feel like that could be maybe the path he ends up taking. I'm just curious why it's okay for Kellyanne Conway to play identity politics when when we do nothing but criticize the other side for playing identity politics. Desperate times, desperate measures. The, okay, abor- the, could, the abortion. You could say that about everything. No, we're we're guilty of it too here because we said that it's not going to be a a white male right. uh, that that is going to be his running mate. At least we don't think so. I, I think like, the I think the justification for Trump there's or always a, justification. Huh? There's always justification. Right. And I think the justification is this thing is razor thin and you are struggling in you're not struggling with Hispanics. Yeah. You're doing better than you ever have with black voters. The giant elephant in the room is the female demographic. Yep. Post Roe v. Wade. So you you almost have to say, okay, number one. Can we win enough females to tilt this election in our favor, knowing we are up against it following SCOTUS's decision to relegate Roe v. Wade and kick it back to make it a state-by-state issue? So that's the first thing. Can we win in this post-Roe v. Wade era? 
That's the first question. If you answer that and you say yes, which obviously anybody running for office has to believe that, or else you're just wasting your time and money and everybody else's resources. And then secondly, who is the appropriate female voice? Who is the face of our party from a GOP standpoint that from a messaging standpoint can get the suburban mom, college-educated, single-career-oriented, perhaps has kids, perhaps doesn't have kids, that views Trump to be Satan and blames Trump for Roe v. Wade, how do you get that person to vote Trump? You're not. Okay, well, then if you're not, then you might as well just say the hell with Christy Noem, Elise Stefanik, and say, we're just going to take the L there. It, I almost agree with that. I think that you you need to, like, those women, those suburban women that you're trying to reach are not reachable. So find another group that you can peel off more of, like, the African-American group and the Hispanic group. Like, find those groups that you can peel more of that base and hope that that went to the election. But you're saying they're not reachable at all. Is that what you're saying? Because I, I actually think, because we played you the clip. Now, granted, these were Trump voters um, last week from MSNBC. Yep. I think it was in Pennsylvania. It was. That said abortion is not the number one issue. So let's just say, hypothetically, that for independent females out there that are not, ups- that are not happy post Roe v. Wade, that think it's an issue, Maybe there are some of them out there that say, you know what, I don't like what happened in June of 2022, but the economy and immigration to me right now is a more pressing issue than abortion is. It's in their wheelhouse. It's definitely something that they're pissed off about, but it's not the number one issue. What if they compartmentalize and they they rank them and they prioritize and they say, you know what, at the end of the day, I don't like the whole abortion thing going on right now. But I need to be able to feed my kids every two weeks. I got to be able to pay my mortgage. I got to be able to gas my car up. And think about when we start paying attention to these economic factors. Memorial Day, what's the cost of gas? Fourth of July, what's it going to cost me at the grocery store for my Fourth of July holiday party? And then when we get to August, what is everybody's number one concern before we go away for Labor Day? Back to school costs, right? Sneakers, clothes, school supplies. That's when you start paying. Those are like three different benchmarks on when you pay attention to certain economic indicators. Could there be an independent female out there that says, man, I really hate this Roe v. Wade stuff. But you know what? At the end of the day, I feel like our country's being invaded and I have less money under Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, to your point that the op ed that Kellyanne Conway, you know, wrote for The New York Times, that's exactly what she's saying in her op ed. Mm -hmm. She would agree with you that uh, Trump should not necessarily pick a woman but she i think she does say that she would like to see a person of color considered well she mentions byron donalds and wesley hunt byron donalds as we all know republican from florida love him absolutely love him i he was on my top of the list for speaker of the house before it went to mike johnson and wesley hunt from texas is made a lot of noise and a lot of headlines and is certainly an up-and-comer as well and you mentioned, you know, a person of color, of course, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. He's always thrown out there. I, I, I don't know where that comes from. And, and I, you know, he's a former neurosurgeon, I, Trump cabinet member. But all I know, having this conversation, I never want to hear you talk about DEI again. If this is the criteria we're putting for a vice president. No, I mean, look, I, I, I want somebody that's qualified that can also deliver in the slivers where maybe Trump doesn't do as well as he should. 
It, it's not about just giving me anybody that's female or anybody that's gay or anybody that's But that's black. basically what Kelly and Conway saying. Give me the qualified people. I think these a lot of these people are qualified, but there's other people where I have no interest. Like, I have no interest in Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I have no interest in Ben Carson. So there are females and there are black people on these lists that I have no interest in. There are some people that really stand out to me. Like Vivek Ramaswamy. Say what you want about him and he's not going to be the VP. But, you know, forget the identity politics. That's one of the smartest guys yeah. I've heard in a long, long time. He's a brilliant guy. He, I mean, he's Doogie Howser, for God's sakes. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of the nerd and the dweeb demographic. But, but Vivek really, I mean, he really caught people's attention. I mean, if you talk about who got the most bang for their buck in primary season when they were all in the race, there's nobody that is more ascending than Vivek. No, and that's how he made a name for himself. Remember, everybody uh, was mispronouncing his name, discounted him. And you know what? For somebody who's, you know, a couple years away from his 40th birthday, who was, I mean, granted, he was a New York Times bestseller, but he was not a national name by any means. Mm -hmm. I mean, now he's a household name. Yeah. So he, I think he did, he was respectable, did respectable for himself. Her comment is to answer Greg Stocker, Kellyanne Conway has a quote in there that she says, it's not identity politics, a la the Democrats. She calls it an equal helping to lead an America first movement that includes more union workers, independents, first time voters, veterans, Hispanics, Asian Americans and African Americans. That's what she wrote. All I know is that it's easy to defend when it's a person you like. I mean, look. It, I'm not it, saying you. No, no, if, don't don't no, think this I the wrong know. way. I was I'm just not saying you. Her if, if, saying if, the most, if the most qualified person to be Trump's VP, and so what we're looking at here is we're looking at who's the most qualified versus who can actually bring in a demographic that could actually slide this thing in Trump's favor. Those are two different conversations. The, the most qualified person could be a black lady, could be a white male. I don't know who the most qualified is. I can tell you who I like, and if we're going to play the DEI game, well, then we can rank based on competence. The difference here to me, if Republican versus Democrat, is the Democrats are all out incompetent people in the DEI game. There's nobody on the planet that thinks Kamala Harris is a good vice president. There's just nobody. I'm not, actually, I, I take that back. How, she's, how she has 27% approval is beyond me. Those are people that are just clearly, well, she's a female or she's an African-American, so yeah, she's doing a great job, that don't pay attention to any of the headlines or any of the actual stories that are unfolding. The problem with the, the, problem with the, the abortion issue is that on both sides, you're ne- there are solely people that vote on that issue on both sides. There's, there's the people who is like the overturning of Roe is literally the end of civilization and would never vote for any sort of GOP person that supports that. On the other side, pro-life people mm-hmm. would never vote for somebody who is pro-choice. So it, it goes both ways. So having a female or having somebody like that on the ballot is not really going to get you uh, who you really need to reach. As the spokesperson for Kellyanne Conway, here's what she said. A qualified, I'm teasing, a qualified <laughs> running mate who attracts attracts rather than alienates core constituencies is ready to lead on day one and who can find his or her way in front of a TV camera without becoming the headline is preferred. <laughs> so, Which is, I mean, true. Kamala, with her weird laugh mm-hmm. that you've isolated and yeah. some of her dopey things she said, 
you you can't even remember her ethnicity or what or any of that stuff. You just remember the dopiness. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then here's the question: As we go to break, people think about this. Can Donald Trump win the presidency with a white male as vice president? Think about that during yeah, the well, break. He did before. Yes. Okay. Think in 2024. Things have shifted though. Eight years ago is a long time ago. Can can Donald Trump win with the next Mike Pence as a VP? I think we're putting way too much emphasis on the vice president. I okay. think people vote on the vice. I, most people can't name vice presidents. No. Most that's people. That's true. That's true. So a little bonus. It you know it's fun to it's fun to kick around and political junkies love it because you know this is what we do. But I I just think that. The, the majority of people couldn't name the vice president on most on most tickets. I mean, look, the vice president could be completely irrelevant, and it could come down to immigration versus abortion. Yep. Simple as that. That's exactly what it's going to come down to. All right. 855-839-1210. <laughs> we'll come back, get to our morning mystery movie clip, and then what's on the cut sheet part do? Kale & Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to Dawn's Big Three at 9 coming up here in just a few moments. As well as what's on the cut sheet part do. Who on Twitter today? What's on tap for the Dawn Show? And also today in music history. And by the way, Toby Keith passing away at the age of 62 after a year and a half battle with stomach cancer. So... Rest in peace to uh, the great Toby Keith, 62 years old, as uh, we get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kale & Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Oh, hi, Tracy. Who put you up to this? What do you mean? You just woke up this morning and suddenly decided to run for president? No. Um, no, I, I just thought that... Uh... Thought what? Well, I was talking to Mr. McAllister about my leg, and how I still want to do something for the school, and... So Mr. McAllister asked you to run? Well, um, I, I talked to him and everything, but he just said that he thought it would be a good idea, and how there's all different kinds of fruits, and, um, and, well, it's nothing against you, Tracy. I mean, you're the best. Uh, I, I just thought, um... Okay. You're on, Mr. Popular. Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Now, once again today and all week long, a pair of tickets to Bucks County Paracon, the first annual paranormal conference on March 9th at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. For tickets and more info, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Call at 12-855-839-1210. You will get a pair of tickets to Bucks County Paracon. Best of luck to you. And we will have that again on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All right. It is now time for Dawn Stenzlin's Big Three at 925. It's the Big Three and Nine on Kale and Company. And our Big Three this morning, sponsored by Best Work Industries for the Blind. Number one, a follow-up as the parents of those Kansas City Chiefs fans who were found frozen to death in a guy's backyard, say the new toxicology findings actually show and prove to them there's way more to this story. Mm -hmm. We thought so. What's that? We thought so. Well, some family members are accusing the one surviving friend who's the homeowner where they were partying that night for the game that he's like some kind of a Walter White. Yes. Because he's he's actually a top 
scientist and a chemist. Ah. And allegedly back when they all went to high school together, that was, you know, his nickname. Uh-huh. So it appears to me, guys, that and this is just my opinion, that they all took a bunch of drugs that he created. He didn't take as much as them, slept for two days, passed out, you know, slept for two days. They all went outside and died. So he took enough to be knocked out for 48 hours. Yes. But the rest of them took yes. way too much. That's the that's the allegations. Wow. If you read between the lines, that's what it looks like. Okay. Again, nothing's proven, yeah. but that's what it looks like. Now, the parents are saying, they're speaking out about their sons all in their you know mid to late 30s, and they're saying, these guys were not drug addicts. Maybe they took something recreationally. But at least one of the relatives, I believe a brother of one of the the man who tragically died is wondering out loud if they actually died inside. If what Greg said is true, oh. but were they dragged out on the patio? That's pretty diabolical to, to, you know, hey, let's take two of these. Actually, I'll take two and you'll take seven of these and then you'll die in my house and I'll toss you out in the backyard. It's, it's just a weird I mean, there's story. been times that my fantasy football draft where I hope, you know, some of my buddies choked on a hot wing, but, <laughs> you know, I, ne- I never wanted to drug them and, uh, you know, toss them out into the yard. Oh, my God. God. This is, I mean, this is this yeah. has got Netflix series written all over it. Right. Yeah, he, I mean, look, if, if, if the allegations are true and, you know, they're saying that he was, like, the next Walter White, I'm sure if he's concocting all of these things, yeah. he, he, he may have been a a drug taker that was, you know, that built up his tolerance and maybe they weren't, you know what I mean? I I don't know. It's horrific. Yeah. It's awful. Number two, blame game. Atlantic City's casinos have no legal obligation to stop compulsive gamblers from betting. This ruling by a judge who dismissed a lawsuit from a self-described problem gambler who accused Borgata and its parent company, MGM Resorts International, of... Basically, uh, you know, cajoling him in with all these offers to gamble despite knowing about his addiction. But the judge, in fact, says essentially it's on you. Yeah. And this is this actually doubles down on previous rulings. But it was a big ruling that everybody was watching. Yeah. Look, as a fan of uh, gambling and a fan of sports books and casinos, look, it's not on them. It's on you. Again, I, this all falls under the personal responsibility and accountability umbrella for me. Not their fault. You have a problem, get it fixed. Have family and friends step in. It's not on them to shut it down. So uh, a loss on that one. And number three, shark attacks are on the rise worldwide. Scientists want to know why. They're researching this. So ultimately, worldwide and in, in New Jersey, off the coast of New Jersey as well, worldwide, an increase in the number of unprovoked shark attacks, nearly 70 of those happening during during twenty during last summer, during last year, and that's up from 63 in 2022. Ten of those, only 10 were fatal out of nearly 70, but they've said, you know, the, all of these are in the, on the rise, including... Off the Jersey Shore. Oh, stay out of the water, folks! <laughs> it's an election year, and those sharks are hungry. <laughs> I actually, you were talking about Jaws back to the Rocky conversation and stuff like that. Creed. So I had looked up sharks, and I had found that little story. So yeah. that was what provoked it. So that's your big three 
Watch out for the sharks this Beautiful. summer. All right. Thank Best you Work much. Industries for the Blind, Changing Lives, nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill. Best Work Industries for the Blind, providing training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired. For employment opportunities or to donate, you can just go to bestworkindustries.org. Kellen Company, Big Three. All right, Don, thank you very much. Uh, we, uh, Yeah, we do have our winner on the line. Here we go. Anthony in New Jersey is our morning mystery movie clip winner this morning. Anthony, thank you for listening. What movie clip did we just play for you? Election. Woo-hoo! That is correct. You have got the tickets. It's a pair of tickets to the Bucks County Paracon, yeah. the first annual paranormal conference, March 9th, at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. Congratulations, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening and playing. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get another call, and then we're going to get into what's on the cut sheet part due. It's all on the other side of Kale & Company as we continue live on this Tuesday morning. All right, fellas. Perhaps you have reached that point in your life where you need to spice things up a bit in your current relationship or or... Maybe you're trying to impress somebody new on the open market. Well, I've got the recipe for you. It's Blue Chews Chewables. That's right. Blue Chews tablets are a performance enhancement for the bedroom that will have you knocking it out of the park and will help you gain that extra confidence come game time. And here's the thing. It has the same active ingredient as Levitra, but a more cost-friendly price. Blue Chews, they have licensed medical professionals that will work with you to find the right ingredient and the right strength for your prescription. And if swallowing pills isn't for you, no problem. Their tablets are chewable. And how about this special offer for my listeners? Try Blue Chew absolutely free. All you have to do is go to BlueChew.com, enter the promo code 1210, and just pay the $5 shipping fee. And boom, it's yours. Discreet delivery, no in-person conversations, and that special someone is going to thank you for bringing back your prime. BlueChew.com, promo code 1210, and it's made in the United States of America. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. We're going to get to what's on the cut sheet part due in just a matter of moments. A lot of reaction on social media to the poll question uh, that I posted at Nick Kale on Twitter. Does it matter who Trump selects as his VP? Right now, 57% say yes, 43% say no. Greg is in Buckingham. He's got some thoughts on Trump's possible veep, and he's with us this morning on 1210. Greg, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a name nobody has really brought up at all. I think he speaks brilliantly. He's a real good Trump conservative. Um, oh, boy. And um, Rick Grinnell. And I think he will check a lot of boxes. He's a real Trump backer. Openly gay, and I believe, I think as I will- well, right? Yes, he is. And that's why I think he will hit some demographics that people love to pick on the Republicans about. Yet he is a stronger Trump supporter as there can be. He's been in the State Department. He's been in national intelligence. Ambassador to Germany. Yep. Yes. And uh, he will be a tremendous addition to the Trump team. And I. I Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely an outside the box thought. I I, I thought I read something recently that he was battling non Hodgkin's lymphoma or something. I I don't know if that if that's in remission now or if he's better. 
but I thought I read something about him, I don't know, maybe two years ago, so uh, I'm not sure what his current health status is, but that would definitely qualify as outside the box of people that, uh, names that people are not talking about, so... I uh, appreciate the call. By the way, that poll question is up right now on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPHT. If you're on the chat or if you're on if you're watching right now, please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. Does it matter who Trump picks as VP? What did you say your Twitter? I had fifty seven percent yes, forty three no. Uh yeah, well, YouTube is fifty three forty seven. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's within the margin of error. <laughs> All right, 9.38 on a Tuesday morning. Let's get to What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do. What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2 is sponsored by Wawa. Wawa's new snack and go wraps make any time snack time. Try a built-to-order snack and and go... Excuse me. Let me, let me start this again. <laughs> What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2 sponsored by Wawa. We love Wawa. Wawa... Wawa's new snack and go wraps make anytime snack time. Try a built to order snack and go wrap today with flavors like buffalo or honey hot chicken. Only two forty nine. Gotta have a Wawa. Sounds perfect. I'm gonna have that for lunch today. You get two for five. Mm. My math is correct. Buffalo chicken is the greatest invention Fight of, all, me. of all time. <laughs> Maybe. Fight me on that. I'm actually in the mood for some buffalo wings. To be honest, mm. I could go for a dozen real hot and crispy. Yeah. Does Wawa have buffalo wings? I think they're boneless. They should. Um, Trump uh, has officially called for an immediate debate with Joe Biden for the good of the country. <laughs> he said this on the Monday edition of the Dan Bongino program, where he, he he also says he doesn't think Biden will run for president. I mean, Biden's won two primaries. If he's not going to run, when is he going to... Well, there's some people that subscribe to the theory that I've kind of adopted in the last two months that he's going to get swapped out at the end of uh, the summer yeah, at the convention. Yeah, I get that. I just, look, I, I was the first person to say it wasn't going to be Trump or Biden. So are you back on the on the thought that it will be Joe as the nominee? I do, yeah. It's amazing. We're all flipping around here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, this is this is how that conversation went. Country. And I don't think he's going to run. I don't know if it's donors or otherwise. It might be his family. It might be something. I don't think he's yeah. going to run. But I'd like to yeah. call for immediately debates. I'd like to debate him now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. So I will officially on your show call. I will. Oh, wow. I also, Look at that. I also said, We're breaking news, Mr. President. Donald J. No, no, Trump calls for debates against uh, Joe Biden. I mean, that's great. So we, we can break talk about these problems, Dan, and get I him to... It. Change his ways, but I am officially doing that. I also put out, you probably Isn't noticed, that I'll take his spot at the Super Bowl if they want. We'll get very yes. good ratings. I love it. Mr. President, I got to go. Okay, so Bongino was doing that interview from like a bathroom or something. <laughs> not sure what was up with his sound. But here, forget, forget the debates because Joe's not going to debate. I actually think that's a brilliant idea by Trump to throw out the fact that I will do an interview at, at the Super Bowl. We talked about this yesterday for the second straight year. Joe Biden will not do uh, the biggest softball interview you yeah. could ever get. You're going to be last year. I get it. You didn't want to do it on Fox News, although it was going to be with Brett Baer. But Brett Baer is not going to come after you. He, he He's not like, a, you know, Hannity or Waters or Carlson or anything like that. He's a news guy. Now, it would be a little bit more difficult than Nora O'Donnell. But this year you turned down Nora O'Donnell, who you've done in the past, and oh, by the way, this is about a three-minute interview. I mean, mm -hmm. think about this. It's a question on Russia and Ukraine. It's a question on the border.
and then it's, what ice cream are you going to have when Taylor Swift uh, is shown in the second quarter? And then, boom, the interview's over. How do you duck out of the biggest layup softball question of all time? That's how worried they are. Of course, the CBS will never extend the invite to Trump, but if I'm Trump on my team, I reach out to CBS News. Hey, I'll do it. No. They would never do it, but it shows you how worried the Democrats are that mm-hmm. they're passing up on it. To your point, yep. Do you? Do you got, I don't know. I I have a different approach. I I what just think, think that he knows, like politics. These two are so unpopular that he's gonna he's gonna put an interview of himself on a For day when, when people don't want to think or talk about politics. Get up and go to the bathroom. Eat your buffalo wings from Wawa. Yeah, I no, I, I mean. I understand. I I saw your husband's long post on this about how oh, he thinks he, that it, it's it's like a you know you're guaranteed seventy million viewers or whatever like that. I, I just don't. I mean, the reach people, is incredible, but if people just are they exhausted by the Super Bowl and the president, or just these two? The, these two, like we've this is this is Ali Frazier too. You know what I mean? Like we've we've done this dance before. People know Trump. People know Biden. Nobody needs to get to know the president. Nobody needs to get to know Trump. Everybody knows them. So like, what good does it do getting out there and and just rehashing the same stuff over and over again? I say we move up the election to April. <laughs> Honestly, what's the point? I mean, if everybody's already in their own camps. For the next nine months, what? Uh, all of this is just posturing at this point, right? Yeah. Let's get to the fight already. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. That'll do it for uh, part two of the cut sheet, and we'll uh, figure out what's up with Bongino's mic. Uh, we'll come <laughs> back and we'll get to what's on tap for the Dawn Show today in music history, courtesy of Phil Omquist, and who won Twitter today? It's all still on the way. Kale and Company Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD. Yes. Yeah, speaking of my husband, I did just retweet because I'll get in trouble if I don't retweet his stuff too, Greg. Wait a minute. You're supposed to retweet our stuff, not I him. Know. He works for a competing like radio I- station. <laughs> My God. Okay. Thank God I love Kitchen Magic. I'll undo it. I'll okay, undo thank it. Thank you. So the only thing I'll do is give Larry a little Kitchen Magic. No more yeah, tweet baby. love for him, all right? <laughs> kitchen Magic it- – you know, when I think about Kitchen Magic, my kitchen, it really is the heart of my home. I always say, do you ever notice you have people over and you fix up the house? Everybody ends up in the kitchen. It's like, get out of my kitchen. But if your kitchen or bath is outdated, you need Kitchen Magic. They're local, family-owned and operated, and in Pennsylvania. Since 1979, they have a great, experienced team that has transformed more than 60,000 spaces their experience, they know what they're doing. A dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choices for refacing custom cabinets, backsplash, all the counters, tub shower conversions. They do that too to get you exactly what you want. And it comes with an industry-leading warranty. That's important too. Right now, Kitchen Magic offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing. And get this, you get 10% off your remodel. Just visit them at kitchenmagic.com. KitchenMagic.com. Tell Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company on a Tuesday morning as we put a bow on another show. Don't forget another keyword coming up tomorrow at 830 and we will try to get Tony Bruno on right around that time tomorrow as Bruno will be out in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. And uh, once we get that uh, ironed uh, and squared away, 
I will let you guys know on Twitter if, in fact, we confirm Tony Bruno. But I can confirm that 11 minutes from now, it's the Dawn Show. And we find out what's on tap at the top of the hour. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And a new warning to men who might be a little lonely, may even, maybe might even need the product that Nick Hale's starting to launch this week. Congratulations on that one. (laughs) Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Which at first, I thought it was like you had a dog food. Sponsor, and yeah, I was my like, wife, so my, jealous. My wife said the same thing. Is that like a dog for a thing? No. <laughs> I said, no, not at all. <laughs> but it's like a com- it's cute because it's a combo of like the little blue pill, mm-hmm. but you, right? So that was that's a blue chip. Yeah, I think the dog food isn't it blue wolf or something? <laughs> blue. Blue Buffalo. Blue Buffalo. Yeah, blue Buffalo. This is Blue Chew. Yes. Since, <laughs> since we're plugging it, promo code 1210. That's right. Thank you. But that's cool. But there's a new warning going out, and this is horrific, and even some local, some, some victims are speaking out of these scams that are happening of men who think they're on a, a dating site, and uh, this one divorcee speak. I mean, it's, it's a horrific situation that's going on. So they're really putting out the warnings. The FBI's involved in this, but people just um, scammed out of their life savings. So we'll talk about that one for sure. We've got a lot going on today that we're following Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, we're going to have a great guest. Steve uh, Ulrich is going to preview the budget address by Governor Josh Shapiro today. So we'll talk about the budget and scrunch things, as well as the upcoming special election in Bucks County that we've been talking about here on Kale & Company that's next week that's really going, to, really going to decide the balance of power in our legislature, which, of course, is pretty much shut down in the House as they blame a leak in the floor or whatever. And then uh, about 10.05-ish, my friend Christine Flowers will be along. We'll talk about, we'll get her reaction on these scams going on against men, lonely men, but also some of the headlines of the day, including, of course, Krasner and the usual suspects. Okay. By the way, speaking of scams, did you see that Drew Barrymore got catfished again and fell for another guy that was posing to be somebody else? We, we, we've talked about her and her god-awful show that she does. She's a mess. Yeah. She is a mess. She's just a sucker girl I feel kind of bad for. She got catfished and scammed to think that she was going on a date with Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. <laughs> wow. By the way, before we before we get to who on Twitter and um, the uh, uh, This Day in Music History, just a few uh, talks about our VP conversation. Peter writes, how about Ma- Mike Pompeo? Nobody ever mentions him as a potential running mate. Kellyanne brought his name up. Yeah. Uh, Doreen writes on his ex account, Richard Grinnell says he's better after cancer. Yes, I saw that. Great. Uh, Nemesis Enforcer says VP never matters ever. I agree with that. Uh, Road Warrior uh, says uh, VP Christy Gnome. Um, Maria says Greg Abbott for VP. Marcus Aurelius says Paulie Shore for VP. (laughs) And then, since we're doing this, and then we'll get to this day in music history. Uh, Twitter. Hang on. Who won Twitter? Hassan bin Sober actually wins Twitter. He says, "Stay on." He's saying this to you, Nick Hale. Stay on Twitter just because Stalker says not to. You don't have to listen to him. He's not your wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. You put it that way. That's so like a little be a rebel. Yeah, I am kind of a rebel. I, yep. s- I spit in the face of conventional wisdom, <laughs> or you know, be a good team player for the job that pays you. Yeah. Just, could do that as well. Just a thought. These are all things that'll be marinating in, in, in my head as I uh, pour a cocktail. I'm on today. Twitter. Listen, I'm on Twitter because of this job. Same here. I wouldn't be on Twitter if it wasn't for this job. Same here. I've Same said that here. many times. So, I told you, when I retire, I'm throwing all my electronics in the ocean. But again, okay. I'm tired of having the Twitter conversation with you, too. <laughs> 
He's disgusted with Dawn, us. Don, please retweet some stuff so he gets calmed down. I know. I'm going to have to trigger him. Yeah. All right. Let's, all right, let's get to uh, today in music history. What happened on this day in music history? Oh, yeah. Music history. On Company. Today, February 6th, we celebrate the birthdays of Axl Rose, who turned 62, Bob Marley, and Gord Downey of the Tragically Hip. We also sadly lost Gary Moore on this day in 2011. A couple of notable singles include Springsteen's I'm on Fire, released day in 85, and Frank Sinatra released his very first single, Your Hit Parade, in 1943. And a couple of singles also hit number one on this day. Centerfold by Jay Giles in 82, and The Righteous Brothers with You've Lost That Loving Feeling in 65. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Lomquist. Oh, Angels in the Centerfold, Jay Giles Band, 82. My old man loved the Jay Giles Band. I'm feeling old. Axl Rose is 62. Good God. Dude, I could <laughs> I could rattle off Jay Giles songs. Southside Shuffle, Must Have Got Lost, Angels in the Centerfold. I might actually listen to that on the way home a little nice. bit today. This song is actually called Centerfold. What did I say? Angels in the Centerfold. Well, yeah, it's the chorus. Angels, Angels in the Centerfold. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. That's not the name of the song. Yeah, the music of the Piazza Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Musically, I tell you what. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We're back tomorrow, Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. It is our uh, once progressive, now moderate senators famously said. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.